I got them packs and I'm talking wax. I'm pulling auto and it's no cap. You ripped the wax and it's all bad. Your rookies wasn't rated, got you all mad. I ripped the wax when I'm feeling good. Got the box for the low, you know I need the jug. Got everybody copping out in the hood. Invest in rare product and you're doing good. I got them. Are we on? Card killer, what's going on, brother? What do you say, Pete? How you been? How's your week? Man, it's been smooth. It's been smooth so far. Can't complain, man. How you doing? I'm all right. Tomorrow we are in New York City looking forward to 85 degrees, which is like a first uh, since last summer. Ooh. So we're going to have a nice we're gonna have a nice warm one. Mm. Is that, uh, that Donnie I hear? That's your boy for Loco, Donnie. Donnie, be real in the house, man. How y'all doing today? I'm doing good. I'm good, Donnie. I'm good, brother. How you doing? Uh, blessed. Always blessed to reconnect with my brothers, for real. Sounds good. So every week I, I do this, um, I do the uh, the editing for the for the podcast, and I uh, I come across like these little things that we can all improve. I don't know if you were uh, in the, the conversation with us with this. And um, I go, Donnie, uh, do, you, do you notice that we kind of, uh, all of, all three of us here and there use the word um a lot, like in between sentences? <laughs> this, right. this, become, this has become a thing. Like, I know that, like, you know, we want to improve, uh, you know, a little by a little every day about what we, how we talk about and, and how we can get better. Uh, this seems to be the one that kind of stands out for me like real quick. Okay. Um, and I figured we just might as well say it on the podcast because uh, I don't, I don't mind pointing out faults and everything. Um, but uh, see, there you go. It just, it just happened right now. So, <laughs> so, so I want to, I want to yeah. point one other, there's one other, uh, one other, uh, faux pas i guess that we do and that is two words uh you know uh, every time you know we kind of even right there when you pause and bring up a new subject or uh it just kind of subconsciously brings it to that those words and that's definitely something that i i personally uh want to work on and uh uh, you know uh (laughs) you know see it's gonna be it's gonna be a long one for real (laughs) <laughs> yeah it happens it's just it's just a bad habit and you know you got to figure out a way to uh press reverse on that uh it's not going to be easy it's not going to always be clean but i think it's something that uh that it's definitely worth working on uh it's just yeah again so i, don't, I just don't want to stop every time i do it though now so i devised a little plan uh pete and i just wanted you to to see what you think about it and uh god damn it and uh <laughs> It's uh, every time every time we drop an um or a you know, not counting those two, uh, we have like a swear jar or or like something that we we put like a specific amount of money away. Okay. It'll have a penalty a quarter or something, not not a not a dollar per. No, <laughs> not nothing crazy, but something like a penalty. So where we have what we call like a jar for that, like a, they, An they, accountability, they just, accountability jar. Yeah. We can call it the um jar, and uh, <laughs> and it, it'll add up over time. Obviously, because when I edit it, I'll be able to count them out, and uh, I'll be able to give us our infractions. And then we pull the money, and we kind of do like giveaways for our 
uh, for our podcast audience or, or like, you know, we involve them in, in a break or something, you know, we do something positive with it. Yep. So uh, I think that's a good idea to start. Uh, I just don't want to keep saying that word. It's just the, it's just a bad habit. And I know it's going to add up. I know it's going to add up and then we'll be able to do, do something fun with it, you know, in the end. So we'll turn that kind of negative into a positive in a way, you know? And I just oh, said it again. Man. You've already said you know like five times in the last sentence. Add it up. What's the penalty? We gotta we gotta set that bar right now. When I say it, it's gotta be a nickel, because I'm gonna say it all the time. <laughs> <laughs> there it yeah. is then. We're going with a nickel. We'll go with a nickel, and I promise you that will add up to uh to dollars for real for uh pretty quickly. <laughs> It'll be called the you know giveaway. <laughs> you know oh, giveaway. Man. So that that's how that's how we start the episode themed uh, basically on improving things that we can improve on by working real hard at it. And uh, I think we want to kind of take the episode in that direction. Um, Anybody have any interesting things going on this week? Any uh, new uh, new stories to tell? Uh, I don't you know, I've been living the normal life that i have created for myself uh in my in my dungeon creating art i guess uh i've been putting more effort into my into my craft into actually uh making art cards lately it's been it's been fun it's been fun to challenge my my brain uh and and come up with you know new (laughs) new (laughs) creations for uh, the website that I'm building, I'm really planning to have as solid of a selection that I can for the release of the web. Uh, I've been kind of going hard with the knife lately. Yeah. Talk about the website. Like, what's the details? Uh, where is it going to be? Uh, it's going to be DonnieBCollectibles.com. Already got the URL for that. Straight up. And it's going to be mainly a shop, you know, a... <laughs> a direct source that you can go and just see the like a full bank of all of the cards that I've created that are currently available rather than having to just kind of scroll through my Instagram page, which people always can't, you know, they can do that. However, it's kind of nice to have a site to direct where, all of the I mean, even on my Instagram, there are some that say available, but have already but have sold. Yeah, uh, because I've posted it most multiple times, and maybe I didn't update all of the posts. So yeah, you know, just, just trying to set my game up a little bit. Uh, I think I think having a website is kind of important as you grow, and uh, so yeah, you know, there's not not a whole lot of development there at this time, but. Uh, it's definitely in the works, and it's definitely coming sooner than later. So, my, hopefully- my friend, you, you've been, you've improved your photography lately uh, on how you show show your cards. Uh, you you know you you're dealing with a, a guy who's taking pictures, right? <clears throat> Correct, and that was basically a sample of the type of photography that's going to be on my site. That's mm-hmm. my that's that's my roommate. You know, uh, shout out to to Willie Chen, baby. <laughs> he he's he's been he's been a great help uh we i mean i mean we spent a, a full day taking probably 
150 pictures of 10 cards, you know, until we got yeah. the, 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 the pictures that we wanted, that he, that he wanted. And they came out great, man. Uh, it, you know, and, and, and he has, Oh man, the speech impediments are killing me right now. I'm just, <laughs> it, it's going to happen. Man. You just got to let it roll. <laughs> yeah. He, he, he's been able to perfect it uh, to where next time we roll, it'll be much quicker and that will be a smaller part of the process of the bigger picture of building the website. Is this so, guy available? Right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that, you know, I could definitely ask him if you're interested. It's very convenient being that he lives with me and I can work, we can work around each other's schedule pretty easily. Hmm. So, uh, Donnie, can you talk a little bit about the process of you and your roommate who's taking those pictures and working together in that creative process as far as, you know, your work of art and him with the picture? What kind of things are y'all talking about, looking for as you're trying to create this uh, perfect picture or shot? So, I mean, key word is lighting. We spent hours you know just trying to get the proper lighting for the shots that we're taking and i was holding i was holding a light in many different uh directions and all of the cards have a different flow to it you want the shine to be on a different part of the card to to have a different focal point on each card make it specific so basically we got you know my my craft is creating these art cards uh it's very fun for me it's it's very gratifying and then i'm dealing with my roommate who his craft is photography so it was really just two very creative people uh trying to come up with the best formula to capture the, the right images i mean we we haven't even really dove into creating the website as much as we have spent time taking pictures so, you know, that'll be the next step is actually diving into the, the technical side. And uh, I offered, a, a, you know, a pretty, pretty solid deal. Being, being that it's so convenient, he's right here. I basically I'm trying to create this outlet that can direct sales to this website. And each piece that I sell, uh, I'm going to give him 25 percent of it. So I feel like I feel that's pretty fair. And it's it's a. Uh, a solid way to, to motivate him and myself to create the best site possible, right? Create the best experience for someone looking for my art. Yeah, that sounds good, man. It's right. a way to go. I, I know that lighting for myself has been a process because cards just don't want to behave when you take pictures of them. And Dude, that's, <laughs> it's, that is the truth. Uh, you know, front to back. And I've had to figure out exactly how to tool with getting the lighting right and using multiple sources of light. And I, it took me maybe, you know, six months of practice just to figure out how to not get glare in the shot, you know, because I also animate a lot of my, uh, you know, it's, it's not pictures of the cards. It's, it's more like 10 second animations of it. And it's all because of lighting that it that it works out the way it does. And I've had to really sit and noodle 
you know, process of elimination to find out what works and what doesn't in order to get to where I am now. And uh, I, I don't mind sharing that with my audience. I'm sure it's it's a little a little involved. I'm not sure if it's too much for this podcast at the moment, but uh, it's definitely something I, I'd be willing to uh, let people in on so that they don't have the same problems because I'm sure they deal with it too. They just kind of go, ah, you know, whatever, I can't help it. And then they move on. And then they're they're showing pictures of cards with glare in it. And, uh, you know, they're not presenting their best self in that sense, you know? Yeah, right, we'll it is, it's important. It's important. You want to do... Yeah. You want to you want to give your pieces. You want to do them justice. You yeah. want to you want them to be seen in their best light, so they're not missing any detail. You're right. If there's glare, you could be missing a key detail that you spent an hour on working on that specific detail alone. You know. It, now, it, is there any fits. part of the process when you all are creating the cards where you're thinking about the light? that may affect it after when, when you're, you know what I mean? So while you're building the card, are you thinking about what materials or what kind of things you're using? So it helps the lighting better or helps the photo better or, or no. Well, yeah, go ahead, John. No, you go ahead. (laughs) For me, I tried to actually do this to where I'm angling my, um, my pieces, my mosaic pieces um, in, in congruence with each other, if that makes any sense, so that certain lighting, certain angles, they would all, a certain amount of one, of them would bounce at one time so right. that the, the shot would actually turn out really nice. And when you have it in your hand, like certain areas will pop at certain angles. That is difficult to do because, you know, you're toying with each piece and you're, you're kind of moving it like up and down against the glue behind it, which is not much. So it's it's a little tricky to do that. Uh, I, I kind of like move the light around a lot on my on my uh, videos, so that you see all the angles. So they all pop in within that ten second time frame, and uh, it gives like the the maximum amount of effect that I can offer in one card by moving the lighting around a lot. You know, and I usually use two sources of light, and they're usually indirect because if they're direct, that's when you start getting the glare. So it's it's basically you're you're pointing a spotlight away from the picture, but you're moving it around around the card. So uh, then you know the light still bounces indirectly, and then and it hits all angles. That's kind of how I'm able to get away with it. But it took me a long time to figure out how to do it uh, smoothly. And you know I'm doing it all by myself too. So I'm holding two lights and I'm hitting record, and then I'm you know yeah, <laughs> and then Not I'm easy. like. Not an easy practicing it. What? Not an easy process. No, it's a pain in the butt when you're doing it alone. But then, then again, I have no one. I have no one to complain to and and (laughs) and bitch that they're doing it wrong too. So it's it's all right, you know, because I'm my my own worst critic. And if I see something wrong, I I, I'd rather tell it to myself than be like, no, you know what? You uh, can we do it again? Can we do it again? Yeah. So my uh, my favorite piece of yours that I've posted. As far as lighting goes, my favorite one is the uh, Bill Russell. How you had it on the Lazy Susan as it spun around while you had, I think, maybe a flashlight on it. So it was just kind of hitting all those angled uh, refractive slices. If you believe me, it is the most ghetto setup you would ever believe. Like that is really like movie magic almost because you I'm like it, man. you rock it hard. 
I'm putting, I put that thing on a plate covered with, in a black t-shirt and I spun it. Ah. And, yeah, no, no, it's, <laughs> it's, it's really, really simple. And I'm doing it on my bed. Um, <laughs> and I have, the, I have the lights going side by side. It, it really is just a, a simple setup of what I have in, you know, in, in my availability right at the moment. Uh, it's it's nothing pro. It, it may look it, but that's only because I'm I've been so I've been doing it for so long that I know what works and what doesn't. I don't know what would be more entertaining: watching the the lazy Susan with a Bill Russell, or watching you do it, <laughs> like watching you physically uh, sitting there trying to spin it while you're holding a light, while you're holding your phone, <laughs> just sitting there like you know fucking it up every five. <laughs> And, and just swearing and and then you finally get it and then seeing that look of joy on your face like, that yeah. that that's the long and short of it i sit there and curse for the first hour that i didn't do it right and i finally oh, I get it. something that works and then i put it together and i go oh god it it is just so worth it in the end because you know the end result is 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 kind of what i wanted to get to anyway so it, it usually works out or i usually never give up until it does work i don't care yeah. how long it takes Presentation is key, man. Definitely. Absolutely. I mean, I worked 20 something hours on that Bill Russell piece. Why screw it up at the last second with something like lighting? You know, right. that's something that I can I could just rework in the next 10 minutes and get the right get it right. Yeah. So, safe safe to say that that paid off, man. Yes, sir. I mean the card, I, I love the card. So the card speaks for itself and and uh I'm glad it went to a, a collector that appreciated it. And uh I, I'm in the middle of another one right now. I'm doing the uh, I have it in my hand, the Oscar Robertson rookie, Ooh. and uh, that boy is going to be done in about a week's time. So you guys are going to see some new post about it. Um, I'm also finishing up all the mayhem cards that we did uh, three weeks ago. Donnie is sending me a care package that is going to um, be my finalization for all those mayhem cards that I'm going to organize and then send them out next week for everybody. So those of you guys who are waiting on those wait no longer, they'll be coming. Yeah. Hey, uh, I gotta, I gotta ask you, did you do some work on my Dustin May? I don't think we've uh, talked about that at all. I have not touched your Dustin May yet. You know why Donnie? Because uh, I can wait on you the longest. <laughs> <laughs> that's a, that's a fact. Highly valid. I mean, I am sending you. I am sending you a package, uh, so you'll be getting something soon, anyway, which is going to have some other stuff in it, which you're going to like. So, yeah, no worries, man. I'm very excited. Uh, I that Destin May, take your time on it. Just make make sure it looks amazing. So a little no. bit of a little a bit of a sneak preview without you getting to see it is one is going to be, uh, you know, use the hole as the theme of the card because. You know, a card with a hole in it, it has to represent something. So I did, You, as you saw, the blah, the Akuna was a black hole card. That was great. Um, that yeah, was there's... nice. That was so nice. So that was that was a fun one, and that was the first of its kind. Uh, the... That got a great response, too. Yeah, no, it did. It was very, it was, you know, it's, it's straight to the point. It's minorly embellished. I didn't, you know, overdo it. But it, it is really nice, and the and I use that really really ultra black paint. So I invested in a tube of that uh, expensive, like super matte black paint in order to just fill in the little black hole in the middle of it. 
So a little bit of extra effort there is going to pay off. And I'm also going to use it for other things. But there's uh, the other cards include uh, like a, a bullet going through the card so that the hole is the bullet hole. Mm. Uh, a lightning bolt striking the card. So the hole is where the lightning bolt strikes. And uh, I think I have another concept, although I don't have it in front of me, so I don't remember it. But that that's like amongst the small ideas that I have for the mayhem, at least this time around. And I if anybody like... has any suggestions, feel free to message me and, uh, you know, I'll take a listen. I was going to ask you, I, I feel like those concepts come rather quick to you when you you'll take a look at it and probably think up three different concepts and then you know process of elimination choose one just like a lightning bolt bullet hole like you just like you just said yeah uh, the first one was actually the alley bomb with the shark bite and the sharks uh, circling that was the other one i was thinking of go ahead how 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 long does it take you to think of these type of concepts well I guess you could say uh, the week after uh, the mayhem break happened, I pretty much had those uh, those ideas locked in. You just kind of you got to sit and look at the card and see where the hole is placed and then kind of think of a story of why it's placed there. And that makes sense. Actually, there's one of um, the Cabrian Hayes. It may have been the Cabrian Hayes, maybe another one. Where the hole is placed. What's that? Cabrion. Yeah, it could be that one. Where the hole is is placed, obviously, you know, um, by chance, wherever it lands, it lands. But it looks like the um, the batter is swinging at the hole. So instead, I replace the hole with a baseball. And oh, so it kind of just fits that way. And it, and it looks like like I just added a baseball on purpose, but it just happened to be the right spot. So. That's another angle I, I, I use for that. But you just got to look at the card and, and then you, you kind of figure out exactly uh, what, what would be appropriate there, you know, what would look nice. And, you know, part of my one of my jobs that I have, you know, in real life uh, allows me to sit and think about my art while I'm doing it. So I, I, I spend a, a ton of time maybe thinking about this stuff and, and not realizing it. So, so like when it hits me, you know, it, it's just it just gets banked. And then when I come home, I start working on it. So, so random, random question. Yeah. I do know that you do some art restoration on the side uh, as one of your jobs. Yeah. Is that an enjoyable job being that you are an artist? You love doing art. However, that's obviously not the type of art that you would choose to to partake in to further your own uh, uh, success path. Do you find it as an enjoyable job? I mean, it probably as far as jobs go, you'd rather be doing that. Than else, well, right? No, actually it can be very enjoyable and fulfilling because the job itself requires a lot of skill and it usually requires a lot of artistic skill. So I'm, I'm able to use you know, what I self-taught myself since I was a kid to my advantage at, at a job mm. like that. And I wouldn't have a job like that if I didn't. Uh, you know, the gold leaf process is where I learned, is what I learned during uh, art restoration projects, where I've had to go into churches and replace the gold, um, you know, in paintings that were damaged. Or actually, I was up a few hundred feet in the air repairing um, a dome on the top of a church and covering it in gold. 
which is on a scaffolding, which was crazy. I spent a whole summer almost doing that. Intense, man. Quite so a, it, it is a crazy, <laughs> it is a fulfilling job and it, it takes a lot, it requires a lot of skill. A lot of times they actually ask you to recreate the art that has been damaged. So you have to basically l- use your skill um you know, kind of bend towards their style of what they're looking for and then still be able to execute it and make it look like it blend in or like it never happened. Like the, you know, the damage was never done. So there is a tremendous amount of skill and and often I have to fabricate paintings. I I, I did a a church uh, a few years ago in Baltimore where I had to paint, uh, um, you know, in acrylic paints, like an eight by nine painting, eight foot by nine foot. So that was from scratch. You know, I started with the charcoal drawing and then I, I painted it in afterwards. So, uh, you know, it's like you can't really do that kind of a job unless you had, you know, my kind of experience. So it, it's a job that I really love. It's very peaceful. They often leave you to do your own thing because they know that they can't teach you. They can't tell you what to do. <laughs> right. Right. They, they hire you to fix something and you got to know how to fix it. So usually you're usually doing that job with a small team or uh, sometimes alone. And uh, that could be an incredibly peaceful, peaceful um, job when 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 it's quiet. And let's say you're in a church and you're listening to classical music and you're painting. It, for me, there's nothing better, you know. I bet you are pretty appreciated wherever you go too. like what you're doing, what you're bringing to the table. Whoever hires you knows specifically that there's no way they can do what you're doing. So I feel like they should, you know, be pretty appreciative. Right. Well, yeah. Well, usually by the end of the project, they want me to join the church. (laughs) (laughs) They're trying to convert me, you know? So, so KK, what type of, research you have to do going into those projects or studying beforehand do you do how much time does it take you does it vary by project or is it a definite amount of time that you spend before actually restoring a piece of work it depends on the size of the project you can lay it out you usually have to make an assessment first and then you got to drop a proposal to the team that is trying to hire you and uh, sometimes it involves bids sometimes you win it sometimes you lose it but you usually got to um, be able to present uh, a reasonable uh, amount of time based on what you see at first. And then you got to expect things to happen and if for it to take, uh, you know, more time or more effort. And, uh, you know, there's so many variables in, in, in every job. You just never know. Uh, luckily, you know, in my experiences, we've always really pretty much been on time with everything. Uh, nothing too like outstanding that like causes us to have to stop or or say, hey, we got to we got to pick up another job somewhere or, you know, this is running way over budget. Uh, nothing too serious has happened like that, but it very much can. It can at any time, because if you're cleaning something and it takes, let's say, a week to clean it, you know, you go to a next job and it looks like the same damn job. But the cleaning job is 10 times harder because it's got more sm- like more you know damage than you expected than what right. you first saw or something pops up in the middle of it that's unexpected anything like that can happen uh so really the process is job by job and then you know you usually 
it, it's nothing too much more involved than cleaning something, redesigning something. Uh, and you got to present all that. And then once they say you're a go, then then you're working. And uh, however long it took, it, it take it, it took uh, about a year and a half to do the the church in where it was. It was in Baltimore, Maryland. I actually had to I had to travel and stay in a hotel when I worked. So it depends. That was the long. That was the biggest job I had. And then you know the smallest job I had was like a week or two. And uh, that was I remember the last job I did was out here in Long Island. It took about two weeks to do, and it was. Uh, just fixing murals that were uh, damaged by water in someone's house. And uh, that was pretty straightforward, but, you know, we had to stretch canvases, you know, in an unexpected way. So you may, it may have taken a day or two more, but they were okay with it because, you know, the end result was, was just a seamless job. So, and that was a, a success. Off topic question, kind of on topic, uh, talking art again. Mm-hmm. One of the one of the latest pieces that I've seen you post was the Darth Mantle. I think well the the Acuna might have been after, but yeah, that that Darth Mantle is looking pretty damn crispy. Yeah. Uh, Thank you. I mean, it, yeah. it was it was a a nine by eleven, uh, just piece of canvas board, and originally I was just supposed to take a pencil to lightly uh, lightly sketch it out. And then I was going to paint over it. So I had a color study. I just went a little haywire with the pencil because I wanted to get, I wanted to figure out the shading and I wanted to get uh, Darth, you know, the Darth Maul face onto Mickey Mantle's face. And I wanted to see what that looked like. So I just went haywire with the pencil. It's not really traditional that you, you uh, use a pencil on a, a canvas board. So is that, is that, uh, are you not going to paint over that? Is that complete how it sits? Yeah, I don't think I'm going to paint over that simply because there's so much graphite that's embedded in the canvas that even throwing even throwing paint on top of it, you can start get it, it could get muddy. If that makes yeah. any sense, the, the gray, the gray graphite will will muddy up the colors and it won't be true. It won't be a true color study. It won't work that way. So if I'm going to actually do a color study before the big canvas, I'm going to have to do just do another one. And that's okay, too. I mean, it took me two hours to draw that one. So, like, it's not going to take that much longer to just make the outline on um, on another piece. But I know uh, that Donnie was interested in that drawing that I made. So he may uh, actually receive that in a care package. Maybe. That will hang incredibly proudly on my wall, along with uh, some other things that you've created. That that that's that is super impressive, man. I didn't know that you rocked that out in two hours. That's super impressive. That's yeah, crazy. that's just kind of yeah, that's just a sketch. I mean, I didn't <laughs> add too much detail because it's such a small, it's such a small drawing. Uh, the details that I'm going to include in the uh, in the larger painting are going to be, you know, there's going to be bounce light, and and obviously it's going to be full color. I'm going to pay more attention to reflections, and I'm going to. In, in the Yankees symbol in the bottom, I'm going to incorporate a couple of Star Wars things in, into the Yankee symbol. And it's going to be like a little Easter egg. It's going to be hard to see. But those who, those who know Star Wars will, will get it. Uh, so Sweet. the bigger one is going to be, you know, fun. But, you know, that pencil one will be the first, Donnie. That'll be like the first one out. Dude, one of one. I love it. Super stoked on it. Uh, yeah, it came out great, man. 
it it really it really is a teaser though. It really makes me excited to see what's to come because I know that you're planning on making prints with these, which is going to be a great outlet for you. Your art is so impressive that it, it, it kind of outpriced uh, a lot of people, a lot of collectors. So to be able to create something so cool that that you you can not only make prints of, you're going to be embellishing a lot of the prints as well, right? Yeah, why not? I was going to go run the full gamut. I would, I would have like larger prints, embellished prints, cards, uh, limited cards. I can go the full full you know Monty with this because it starts out as a large painting and you know you scale it down. I mean that's that's traditionally what's been going on, especially you know what the tops projects have been doing. The artists you know take a larger pick you know a larger painting or a larger work and and they um, they have it professionally shot and then scaled down. Obviously, it's top scales it down. So um, this one is a little bit more on that traditional side other than, you know, what I've been usually doing, which is just customizing cards and and just making the one-of-a-kinds. This one, uh, you know, I get to spread it out a little bit more. And I just thought it was a fun idea when I thought of it. And another, uh, I want to shout out Salt Peppers cards again for yeah. the innovation of an idea because, let's say, about six months ago, you, you I don't know if you saw this, Pete, but Salty Peppers cards, you, you're aware of them? They, I uh, am aware of them, yeah. yeah. So he, he, they came out with a Boba Chet. So they had like, they crossed over Boba Fett with Boba Chet. And uh, <laughs> it was just a fun card. And when I saw it, I was like, that's awesome. And um, I thought of this mantle thing. And then about three days after that, I was like, but you know what? That, that Salty Peppers did that Boba Chet. So I was like, I can't really claim, you know, like the concept is being mine, which is usually what I like to do. Right. Um, so I'm always willing to drop the credit for someone innovating something like that, you know, beforehand. So, uh, definitely yeah. shout out again to Salty Peppers for, uh, yeah. for coming up with stuff that, you know, you know, that, uh, that's something I, that I would do and I'd be proud of myself. Yeah. A lot of the time ideas stem from other ideas. They, they can. Don't, they right. don't Absolutely. Yeah, they can. They can do it subconsciously too. You just yeah. never know. Yeah, and that's not that's not a bad thing, you know. A lot of people kind of look at it as, "Oh man, they copied me." But like, no, man, it's it's the complete opposite. It's 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 a uh, it's awesome that you inspired somebody, not you know, poopy that <laughs> poopy poopy that uh, you know they an idea from you. There's so many different ways to look at it, you know. You know, yeah, it's I, similar. It's similar to when I had made a a post a couple of weeks ago, uh, a TikTok trying to get the card into the sleeve and I couldn't. Yes. And then a few moments later, card killer sent me a message of, of a, a skit he did or a little scene he did two years ago, pretty much the same exact thing. And I had literally never seen it before. But right. as you were saying, Donnie, or as you were saying, KK, it can be inspired subconsciously and we not even know it or we could just be great mind things alike it can, whatever the case may be or sure. even if i would have seen it originally and just wanted to put my own twist to it hey i got inspired by kk and it made me want to keep on creating and, and, and giving and adding value in my own way so it's always an honor it's a yeah. beautiful thing it was funny when I saw it, I was like, I was like, I went through the same thing. And I, I was like, I want to show him because I want to know that I want him to know that I went through something similar. And I, I had the same idea, uh, you know, back then. But 
I mean, that's all relative. I mean, who cares what time, you know, if right. you were, if you had that idea and then you like, it's not like, I, I knew that you didn't see it from me because when you, when I, when I told you and I said something like, um, yeah, I had the same, I, I had the same problem, not the same idea, but the same problem you had with your sleeve. And I put out this video. So I knew that when you said, oh my God, you know, that's, that's exactly what I was going after. Right. It's not like a, it's not like a taking of an idea at all. It's nothing like that. In, in fact, it's just like, it, it is what it is. It is uh great minds think alike is what I think, you know, something like are that. You, are you talking about the one that you cut the corner of the, yeah. <laughs> I, I remember that. It's funny when you first started talking about it, I'm, I'm trying to think in my head, yeah. Like I, I, I'm pretty sure I've seen all of his posts, and I couldn't think of what you're talking about. But it actually just came to me. Uh, yeah, when you were cutting off the corner, that's that's super that's funny. Pretty, pretty damn funny, man. Because who needs the corners anyway, right? <laughs> every now, every now and then, I'll I'll receive a package that has corners cut like that, and it'll make me think of you. I believe. Uh, oh. I believe, believe Paw. Uh, breaks is one of those dudes that that cuts the corners off so shout out to papa breaks man <laughs> i'm glad we got, we got into a meaty section of the uh the podcast you guys want to uh ask a question do the question section before we jump in to yeah. the actual question i want to direct another question to pete uh, similar to what i just asked you uh pete do yes, you sir. so you you are a teacher, right? Uh, I'm the dean of students. I'm I'm more of an intervention and culture and climate specialist at the school, liaison, custodian, sub, PE, what, whatever they need, I try and be there for them. But my what I'm supposed my title is dean of students and I, I specifically um um, help our tier one, two, three students when it comes to intervention and just whole total climate and culture of the school with the admin team, not solely by myself. And I have a collective I do that with. That's my role at the school, but I wear many, many hats, whatever they need. That's intense. God, yeah, I just know that. That's, a, that's another learning experience for me. That's awesome. Along with your duties as a basketball coach that you're doing right now, right? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, at the high school. And that's 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 something that you chose to do out of your out of your the goodness of your heart. You know, you you chose to to do that. That's not like a super high paying job or anything like that. Not at all. We don't get paid to coach high school basketball at all. We're supposed to get a stipend, but I haven't got a stipend in nine years. (laughs) So so you don't do it for that. I do it because uh, it's, it's hard for me to tell the 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 children no. Um, Mm -hmm. Most of the children that go to the high school I've had since they were in kindergarten to third grade when they were at the elementary or middle school. And I've worked at so many other schools and been a part of so many other schools that when they come to the high school, it's hard for me to say no and not come back. As long as they ask me to come back, the admin and the athletic director and the other varsity coaches, as long as they want me back, I'm going to be there for the boys and the girls more than more than anything. It's not for the money at all. That's Sometimes a, I wish they don't call me back. I'm not going to lie. Sometimes I'm like, I hope they don't call me back this year. I hope they don't call me back this year. But man. they keep calling me back. 
it, that that goes to show about your character, man. I didn't realize that connection was so deep. That's even more influential. That's super, super awesome, man. Very cool stuff. It makes uh, me think that, yeah, if there wasn't a, a Pete out there, there wouldn't really be, uh, you know, basketball in that sense <laughs> because there would be no one to coach. Exactly. exactly. Come on. That's exactly that's ridiculous. what it would be. And that's 20 boys uh, that wouldn't have the opportunity to play on the team. About 15 of them are freshmen. And who knows what they would be doing if they weren't in the gym for two hours a day and looking forward to a game to keep their grades up or whatever it is. You know what I mean? So just to give them that opportunity, um, if I'm able to do it, as long as my my lovely partner, she always supports in any way possible. So I always check in with her. If she signs off on the permission slip, then it's always a go. And she's always... Uh, she's a teacher and educator herself too, so she always puts puts others first, even even in times maybe when we shouldn't. <laughs> that I know, was, man. That so that leads me to my my actual question uh-huh. of the of the topic. Let's outside of outside of the basketball coaching, but uh-huh. like your actual job, do you find that to be? Uh, I mean, I, I'm sure you find it gratifying uh, in 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 certain aspects. Do you find it to be more gratifying than it is a job? As far as comparing it to what? Like, does it does it feel like more like work, or does it feel like something you, uh, it, you know, you wake up, enjoy going to it? That's your purpose. Uh, you oh, know, yeah. like okay, I follow you. I follow you. Know, this is my. I I love it. This is my purpose. It does not feel like a job, bro. I'm lucky I've been able to be in this field for 19 years now in some shape, form, or capacity. And about two years ago, I chose to go the independent route and be an independent contractor so I can ask for the amount of money that usually organizations were taking off the top. And I can delegate and, you know, negotiate from there. So I made, I left the corporate nonprofit world and went back into the schools where I was originally um originally my passion was and yeah bro it's ever since then it has not been work i haven't missed a day in two years i i love it i feel like children need that caring consistent adult and when they can have multiple caring consistent adults which they have at our school campus there consistently then it just helps so I take pride in that. I take pride in my kids watching me do that, even though they would rather me be home and they would rather sometimes probably not be in the gym with me during basketball practice or all these other things. One day they'll understand it and it will all come together. You know what I mean? So for all those reasons, it makes it it makes it just fun. Now, it's tiring. There are times where (laughs) there are Mm -hmm. times where I'm tired and, you know, but I love it. The, the best part about you doing what you're doing is you are cultivating good people. That's powerful stuff, man. Not to bring right. it so deep, but. You know, um, right. And I get to do it my way, Donnie. No, that's right. I get to do it my way. And I have a lovely principal, vice principal, all the teachers there. I've been at that school for at least 10 years, not consecutively, but I was there for a while. I had to leave, got promoted, a whole bunch of stuff. But I came back as an independent contractor and man, they they allow me to be me from the way I talk, the way I look, the way I dress, the way yeah, I- Yeah, because you're coming from the right place, man, and they see that. Yeah, so like, for instance, 
today we learned how to play hockey and we were ripping hockey packs. Oh, uh, OPG hockey packs that I bought months ago when I found in Target. I knew they would come to use. I found the hockey sticks in the closet. So I don't know anything about hockey. I go to YouTube. You know what I mean? To look at some simple drills, but just to yeah. learn and play with the boys and girls out there and just be able to incorporate the cards into it. And some schools, cards aren't allowed on campus. You know what I mean? And today we were playing, um, I haven't posted the video, but a, a sixth grade boy and myself, we were playing Crusoe with some mosaic uh, basketball and football cards. So we each had a stack of cards in our hand. I think we had five or six cards and we would throw the cards towards the wall and see who can get to the closest to the wall without touching the wall. <laughs> and then, yeah, from there, you know, they collect all the cards, throw it up. Uh, if they all land heads, he gets to keep all of them, the person. So we played a few rounds of that. They got to keep the cards and they get fresh packs of cards too. But just to be able to incorporate whatever it is uh, that I want to do, whether it's with cards, whether it's with any type of entrepreneurship, art, financial literacy, just being able to align that resource to the kids, even if I'm learning it for the first time, it's beautiful experiencing that with them for sure. So it's not work. It hasn't been work for me in about three years, Donnie. I was working for another nonprofit organization and I was actually working in a building and I had only time I got to go out was to go talk to principals. I was a client services manager. So I was mm -hmm. making sure all of our principals and partners were happy with their accounts and things like that. But I was disconnected from the actual kids and the community. You know what I mean? So I, I made a way back. I made a way back. I, I made a way back into it. And I'm now I'm going on my third year. I have another contract secured for next uh, school year. So uh, I'm feeling good, man. I dig it. And, it. and it looks like it allows you enough time to be creative on your own time. And I bet you could probably even create content while you're at work, even if you wanted to. I'm, I be, I'm sure you have. You have for sure. Absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. And yep. And now I'm going to bring in the staff and the kids and the whole community um, with it, too, because without them, I wouldn't be where I am or who I am today. They helped mold me. I made all the mistakes with those students or with those families. You know what I mean? It, it hasn't always been smooth, you know, even though it's been great ride. They, they're the ones who created me <laughs> or helped create who I am today. So shout out Bryant because Bryant was, if it wasn't for Bryant, I wouldn't be here. I wouldn't be who I am today at the same. I learned a good percentage of, of how to be me and it's okay to be me and it's okay to be silly and goofy. And what is, what does being embarrassed even mean? I learned that from Bryant and many others. So shout out to you Bryant two, for sure. You, for sure. Two, you two are very similar in that regard. Uh, not that he has a rough exterior, but like if you looked at him and he didn't open his mouth, you wouldn't know that he is the type of person that he is. You know what I'm saying? Right. Um, and, yeah, and Brian, man, he's, yeah. I, I, in fact, uh, sh shout out to Cobb's Comedy Club, man. We're opening up uh, mid-May. So hey. I'll, be, I'll, be, nice. I'll be I'll be working some comedy shows again. Uh, it'll be one-fourth capacity, but I'm sure that we're going to get some names that haven't been able to perform in San Francisco in a while that would really like to. So I'm looking forward to it. I'm not. I'm not giving myself uh, full av availability for that job, being as I've created uh, so much 
that I have going on in my in my own time. But I am going to be working there for about uh, two or three uh, days a week. And I, man, I can't, I can't wait to be working shows for people like Bryant, man. Bryant, when he's on the stage, there's nobody in there that's in a bad mood. I promise you. <laughs> I already know. I already know. So what's your answer to your question, Donnie or KK? Uh, I'm not sure if he's asking the same exact question to me. If you are, then please repeat it because I don't remember it. <laughs> Well, I, I had already asked you if you found your work to be gratifying. That wasn't oh. going to be my official question, but I, oh. I right, seeing see where time is, I will make that my official Fair question. Fair enough. Fair enough. You know, you ask these deep ass questions, you're going to get right? deep ass answers. Hey, it's what that I wanted, man. Probably the best segment that we've had today. <laughs> it's probably what we're going to have to retitle the episode. Yeah. Your deep uh, ass questions. <laughs> Sorry, you're welcome. <laughs> um, I can't, I can't, I can't answer that question really. I mean, I don't have a job at the moment, but um, man, working at the comedy club uh, was it gratifying? Absolutely. Um, you know, is there a level of pros and cons? You better believe it. Like there, there are a lot of negative uh, traits that come along with serving tables in the dark for drunk people, um, you know, uh, appreciation. You know, you, you don't always feel appreciated uh, when, when you're working your ass off and getting Yelp reviews that are five stars. And um, But the gratification for, for me came from having the access to, you know, be able to watch Bryant probably once a week. I was watching him, man. Like that dude, uh, I mean, he, he was, Bryant was a part of uh, the, the Hello Funny crew, I believe, uh, with Stroy Moyd. And they were, they, like, they were the locals. Like they, they were the local show that would uh, base, I wouldn't, I wouldn't say a filler, but like they, they were the ones that like you can count on seeing every week there. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah. Um, and, and without them, I mean, you know, without them, there would be no Tuesday or Wednesday shows, man. It would just be the headliner, uh, you know, Friday, Saturday shows, man. Like Bryant, Bryant and them represent that to me. I mean, for me, cause like, like that's the show. I mean, I'm sure they're playing Friday and Saturday elsewhere, but for, as far as Cobbs, like being the biggest comedy club in San Francisco, uh, you know, all those dudes roll. Donnie, when, before when you were saying that you didn't have a job at the moment, I beg to differ because, Donnie, you work. Right? Seriously, right? Because no. that, that's what a job is, Ben. You work every day. You work hard at what your goal is. You work hard at your dream. You're, uh, you're in the trenches with me. And we're making things happen, you know, in, in this industry that, you know, we're trying to break ground with, you know. And, uh, and it takes a lot of dedication for not a lot of reward, but that that reward turns around eventually when you when you keep at it. So uh, you're you're definitely definitely working your ass off, uh, and uh, it shows, man. It shows for me, and I appreciate it every day. I just yeah, wanted you to know that. I appreciate that. Um, as as far as my page and the the success that I've garnered from it and uh all the art and uh yeah i i mean as you can tell uh as you know more than anyone else 
I do put, I mean, at least five or six hours a day into expanding my audience and now expanding our audience being that we share multiple pages and uh yeah so uh that is a lot of work and um it is it's it's funny in one sense it's the most gratifying and in, in other senses it's you know it feels like you'll never get the credit you feel you deserve you know yeah, um, no, the struggle is real i mean <laughs> That's no doubt. But if, uh, you know, to be clear, everybody should know that like Donnie's the reason why I'm able to build my audience because he builds audiences. That's like what he does. It's like what a promoter does. It's like what in what a, an agent does. Um, it's it's just it's something that, you know, he you know, he's brokering deals for me because it's just it's something that he knows how to do naturally. So I let him take the reins on, on a lot of my work and I, you know, and it's worked out well, well for me. And uh, so when Donnie says that um, he can uh, he can put your work on a bigger platform, believe me, uh, that's exactly what he does. And uh, everybody kind of rises all together, uh, you know, in result. That's that's how that works. And uh, and Donnie's been the, the only one who's able to do that for me in that in that respect you know for the last yeah. like year and a half just I appreciate that. hey i will say the biggest specialty that i have the biggest <laughs> advantage that i have over anyone else I, I i literally see value where other people don't yeah i love that donnie <laughs> that, i love that bro that's it that's it like i mean <laughs> I think uh, maybe a year ago, I bought I bought a, a vinyl record signed by Tony Gwynn. I bought it for Hall of Fame Tony Gwynn, uh, rest in peace. I bought it for like 30, 35 bucks on eBay as, uh, you know, a novelty piece, you know, probably something that most people aren't looking for, but you're not looking for it because you don't know it exists. And so when I put it in front of you, boom, I turned that $35 into $200 easily. And that's after I got to enjoy owning it for a year. So that's kind of how I would operate for a long time. And it was just more, more or less a hobby. But then when the pandemic came and shut down the comedy club, uh, that became my livelihood. <laughs> and so it's been, it's been a hell of a ride, man. And, and, Card killer is a, a huge part of any success that I have. I mean, I made card art because of card killer and, you know, eventually it just kind of rubbed off on me over time. Uh, here I am making all sorts of money for the art that he's making. And I can't help but feel like there's, there's something that I have that I can contribute to this art form. And I think that, I mean, not only do, do I have the biggest audience uh, as far as anybody with making card art, but I feel like my card art, not that it's, I, I would never call it bad. I feel like, uh, I mean, I, I take my cuts very seriously. Uh, I take a lot of pride in, in the pieces that I make. But that being said, I feel like my work is, is so much more inviting to other people uh, as far as getting themselves into creating their own card art. Because when you see something like 
uh, card arts, Ronald Acuna or his Bill Russell. You don't look at it and think, hey, man, uh, let me start cutting up the 1961 Fleer cards. It's time to get busy. <laughs> uh, it's it's yeah it's it's just kind of a, a natural progression and I I, I feel like my, uh, one of my biggest play um, one of my biggest roles in this hobby is creating other artists man I, I've created I've helped cultivate artists that are way more talented than me yeah and, and that's I mean I'm not offended by it I I don't I don't, I don't you know I, I don't I, of course they are comp they turn into competition. But I, I try to help them along the way the whole time. It's it's it never becomes like a a shady thing where I try to misdirect them so I could gain an edge. It's never been that. And not I think, at all. I think the same goes with Card Killer Man. He's he's always been willing to lend a hand. And uh, if anyone's ever has a serious question about card art and they ask uh, Card Killer. 100% you're getting a great answer <laughs> like that's that's just what it is man and yeah I, I yeah I don't look at competition as a negative competition is always a positive thing competition yeah. makes you makes you better in the end you know that's that's how you got to look at that you can't there's no negativity when it comes to that man it's all positive positive love you know yeah Definitely. And yeah, I, I mean, I, I wear my I wear my my crown proudly as the uh, the ambassador of card art. Yep. And it's been it's been a hell of a journey watching all these different artists just pop up, man, pop up like little plants, like little seeds. And usually you and I are probably the first to see them when they pop up if they're not already contacting us for advice and I mean, I, I must have given 30 people, you know, the same advice. You, just you get that you get that that DM where it's, yo, you, what you do is so cool. How, how, how do I get started? You know, I'm sure you've gotten that DM. Huh, Card Killer? Yeah, I get I get people sending me pictures saying I'm trying what you know, uh, I'm trying what you're doing and it's a lot of fun. Do you have any advice? And then it's like, hell yeah, I got some advice, you know. And uh, there's been this, uh, it was a long time ago, like even like a, over a year ago, some guy, uh, I, you know, the name escapes me. He, he did a picture uh, of his daughter and he, cu and he cut it up and he put it in the middle of a Pat Mahomes card. And it was the most awesome thing I had ever seen. And he's like, you know, and I was following him every step of the way, uh, getting him into it. And he had a lot of fun. And I think, you know, they do it with their kids now. And it's, hey, that's, it's uh, Mahomes, that's Mahomes Collector is his name. Mahomes collector, yeah, I think you're right on that one. He has a. It's if you go to his his page, you'll see it. it's probably a little farther down now, but it's just a it's a sweet Mahomes card with a, with his daughter right in the middle, and actually did a fantastic job with it, you know. Um, and, and so Card Killer inspired him to make that card, which came out amazing, by the yeah. way, super sick. Yeah, and, it was awesome. And to turn this shout out uh, full circle, I. I am the one that inspired him to create a hobby page. So Mahomes Collector, that page exists because I influenced him on creating one, and then you influenced him on creating a card. So that's pretty amazing stuff, man. Well, yeah, I mean, we're here. We're here to to facilitate that for sure, man. Because the more the merrier in my in my mind, you know. Like it, the more people do it, the more message. Uh, the more of the message you're getting across that you want to get across. 
and I'm I'm always here to um to talk it out with anybody, you know, figure out how to do it. And people have offered me advice. Uh, even just last month, Dan Baumfeld, everybody knows Third Dan Art. Uh, my man uh, sent me a picture of this silicone mold that perfectly fits a card and you can pour resin in and make a thick card out of. And I had been looking for one for about a year and I couldn't find one. He points me to it and I'm like, there we go. If, you know, if Dan wasn't in, in the mix, I would never have had this mold in my hand and like kind of dream up the next step of my card art, which is going to be happening pretty soon. Um, you know, I'm going to have like thicker cards with uh, my my designs being a little bit more 3D is what the what the idea is. And, uh, you know, that's an example of of full of the coming full circle. You know, it's uh, it's an amazing feeling. It's awesome. Shout out third Dan art. Third Dan. Third Dan, he's out there, baby. Matter of fact, so, we, we got some questions to get through, don't we? Yeah, I got a question. Uh, you know, now it's it's not such a deep, deep-ass question, I guess. I mean, maybe we could just take it a little bit easier because <laughs> this one pertains to the hobby. And uh, I just wanted to ask you both, uh, what do you think is uh, an underdeveloped set or an underrated set, in your opinion, throughout the throughout? Uh, hobby history in like or in your experiences what set have you come across that you were just like not everybody appreciates appreciates it as much as I do and I really think it deserves a little bit more than it than it got so you know what's funny um, I'll take the reins first yeah I was I was originally gonna say the 1986 tops uh, that that's always stood out to me. Uh, apparently, other people as well. Um, but it always did never really get the credit uh, for being that uh, you know super super awesome set uh, when it originally came out. You know, it took a long time before it started getting any any credit. But it's funny, man. Now that uh, now that our boy Pete has gotten into our lives. Uh, like other 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 memories start popping up and uh man i know you remember like the uh the the, the old school crown royale cards right oh, oh god that that was one that was that's mine of. don't take mine don't take don't if you take, <laughs> don't take mine don't take mine donnie don't do it move was go in a different it. direction different direction now play it go no say it Sp speak on it donnie speak on it i mean that's about it man i, I those were those I mean, they shaped my childhood, man. And it, yes, it, it was in such a subconscious way. Like you don't, you don't even realize that how, how influential they are until you're you know, a little later in life. And you're like, man, those were the shit. <laughs> like, like, yo, those just, man, those should have been like, people should have been killing each other over those cards, man. You yeah. know? Yeah, Michael J. Kramer. Michael J. Kramer, man, one of my favorite uh, people in the hobby, for sure, for sure. Pacific Trading Cards, yeah. So we'll pass the mic to Pete, man. Hit it. I'm going to go with anything Michael J. Kramer, anything Pacific, whether it's Prism, Revolution, Crown Royale, any, whatever you want to name, anything from 94 to 99 from Mike. That, that's it. If I have to pick one set, I'll go with, I go with 94, 94 Prism that Slabby Slabby just put me on, and I was able to grab a box of 94 Prism 
football. Pacific man, Trading Company football. You gotta, num- you gotta love the numbered inserts in those sets too, man. Right, right. And just the how some of his sets, there was one card per pack. I just liked how different he was and how on edge he was. Looking back on it now, back then I was thinking one card per pack. Come on, bro. <laughs> but but now in today's age when that's pretty much a norm when you're thinking about high end i just put i think pacific trading company in general is just so undervalued especially if you just want to look at the licensed products from baseball or football specifically so those cars are beautiful they're beautiful they look like art so i'm going with anything from the great michael j kramer i could speak about him for days so i'm gonna end it there I think we got to find this man and have him on. What do you say? So, so he's actually came out the woodworks. Okay. Um, I'll send you all the link. Um, A couple guys sent me the link um, and he was interviewed by some other people in the hobby. Excellent. And yeah, he's, he's came out the woodworks from hiding or from wherever he was safe, but he's safe. He's okay. And he speak, he was speaking about the hobby. I'll make sure to share that link with you guys. So hey, you will be, he, he, he will be our first guest on the show. Has to be. <laughs> lovely. Man, was, what about you, KK? Yeah. If I were to answer that question, this is a set actually that at the time, I wouldn't say uh, it was underrated in terms of people liking the product. I'm sure it was well received. I think lately on, I think, I believe this kind of set has been kind of tossed to the side. And uh, it's it's been undervalued in the sense that nobody really considers any of these cards to be uh, players' rookie cards because they're not included in the set. They're kind of just like cards that are like the inserts, but they weren't they weren't well respected enough to, to actually retain any good value. Okay. And that's the... Um, when Upper Deck does their Baseball Heroes series. And you know that that graphic on the bottom that says Baseball Heroes, and it has, you know, it's a really nice graphic, and then the, the background is a marble, like a marble background, mm-hmm. and then the picture mm-hmm. in, the, in the center. I remember those, yes. So they, they make them. They've made them actually lately. I think they put them in certain Upper Deck packs, but, you know, Upper Decks is, is, is pretty limited on what their <laughs> products are, are for. Uh, but they they've expanded it. They expanded it to you know. Um, let's see. You had you had football heroes. You had you know even like in in pop culture you had historic heroes. They made a bunch of different series with it, but it was never considered a valuable card because it was always like that throwaway insert. But I always loved the design, and I always loved that they kept the series going. And just kind of incorporated that set into other, you know, either other areas of the hobby or other sports. And um, but nobody ever really talks about them nowadays. I just every time I see it, it reminds me of, oh, man, can I pull that Ted Williams baseball hero where they actually Ted Williams signed them in the early 90s? You know, uh, one of the and, first inserted autographs in a, in a pack. One of yeah. them. Yeah, that Ted Williams, and, and I'm sure that card doesn't even get love today. You could probably pull up, off getting one of those cards for a couple hundred bucks, and that's a Ted Williams autograph. Um, you know th- that set and and the way that looked, you know, it was, it was bright colors and mixed with the marble background. For me, it was just always like a you know every time I pulled a card like that, you know, I, I was like, man, 
I would love to just completely, you know, dive into getting baseball hero set, but no one really cared about it because everybody has cared about getting rookie cards and, and, you know, investing in, in the, in the cards that were hot at the time. And they were always overlooked, even though they were everywhere all the time. So what's that would be the, my answer. What's the art card that you have of, from that set? It's like Thomas Edison or something. No, I have Vincent van Gogh. Vincent van Gogh. Yeah. He, he's my favorite painter. So uh, when I saw the Vincent Van Gogh uh, historical heroes on eBay, and it was the one of one, it, so they made they made the, like a bunch of them that were green parallels. Um, they made a blue one to number ninety nine, and then they made a one of one. And I found the one of one on eBay for ten bucks, and I was like, "You got to be kidding me! I am getting this underappreciated, right?" Yeah. And I was like, there's no, I, I was like, who cares for 10 bucks? I can get a one of one and it's my favorite painter. I was like, that's a no brainer. Mm-hmm. So that's it. That's actually in um, one of my, uh, one of my posts that I made, I think in, in the turn of, of, of 2019 into 2020. Yeah. I started, I, yeah, I started showing off a little bit more of my artwork because uh, it was part of my story to get everybody to start revealing my artwork around that time, early 2020. So uh, that painting shows up and, and it shows the, uh, the three Vincent van Gogh cards that I have, the two parallels and the base in that post, along with the Starry Night uh, painting that I did out of oil paint and sports cards in 2015, six years ago. Man, I'm gonna have to. I'm gonna have to find a copy of that card and make an art card uh, of it for you. Yeah, yeah, that'd be awesome. I'd appreciate it. And that's, nice that painting is for sale, by the way, and it's not cheap. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, shout, shout out to Card Killer's uh, Starry Night painting, man. That shit is insane. Yeah, I still have that. It's actually under contract with my agent, so she'll get a cut if I sell it. But mm. um, that's all good. I, I'm still looking forward to selling that someday. And the more it stays uh, in my possession, the, the you know, the more expensive it's gonna get. To be dude, honest, I'll, I'll sell it for you. Yeah, right. <laughs> that's 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 what I got to do. I gotta I gotta shoot it again, and then uh, and then how we'll much? Present it. What? Uh, well, what what were you trying to sell it for? <laughs> well, back in let's see, 2018, I had it up for 3,500. Um, dude, we're they, gonna we're gonna get that much for your cards pretty soon, bro. Yeah, so like it's sitting. I, if someone were to sit here and say, "Oh, I'll I'll pay that right now," I'll listen, um, but not for long, not for long. Yo, Ray, hey, I'm dead serious. I'll sell it. <laughs> I know you would, Donnie. That's what you do, baby. <laughs> dead uh, serious too. Yeah, uh, we are getting way off subject. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, you probably cut that out. Even <laughs> no, maybe not. Maybe not. It's still out there. Why not? Man, uh, yeah, I swear no, I'll post it on my page and have people fucking going ape shit for it, dude. Yeah, I, it's a, yeah. This one's it, it's also hard to light and shoot correctly. I gotta, uh, I gotta bring it back. It's big, you know. It's it's full size. It's the full size of the original painting. So it's. But it, it makes it makes sense to me that like nobody was chomping out the bit like when you originally posted it. Yeah. But, uh, no I. Now that you have the following and the demand that you have, and I have the following and demand that I have, I feel like it could be, you know, a, a brighter day for that one if you were trying to move it. Sure. Um, I mean, it does, you know, it's accurate. It portrays the emotion 
that uh, I believe that the original painter was after. So, you know, there's a bunch of sport cards in there, a bunch of refractors. So, you know, the painting kind of looks like it dances around uh, in the light. So it, it kind of catch, captures that whimsical uh, feeling of the original painting. So oh, it's, it's one of the first pieces that I saw from you that literally blew me away. So, yeah, maybe I'll, I'll reintroduce that uh, and uh, we'll, we'll see what we can do with it, Don. We'll see. Yeah, I mean, I bet you have a bunch of uh, old art pieces that we could kind of do something with. Oh, I got I, plans. I got plans. Yeah, I know uh, originally your concept was to gear all of your art card fans to your regular art. But as, you know, time has revealed, uh, you become a full-blown savage card artist. And uh, I feel, you know, I, I can't help but feel like that's, where your demand is, but I know yeah. that you have, I, know, I, I know that you have a bunch of pieces that you created uh, beforehand. It's definitely taken like a, re a reversal, you know, where you know the cards went into the paintings and now the cards go back into the cards. Yeah. Uh, so like that's just the process and that's just the way it's been going. But yeah, those larger pieces are still, you know, they're still legitimately, you know part of a part of my process you know and it was done a while ago but i still had the kind of you know the idea of 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 having art and cards mixed together so it's still somewhere in the ballpark it's just uh could you, could you, you imagine be... could you imagine if we auction that off dude no i can't <laughs> i can't wow. i can't imagine because you know it all it has to go the the card collectors out here as awesome as it is it, it's hard to jump into art collecting because you're not as familiar and you know it's not as easy to think what am i going to do with this three foot painting that's like 10 pounds like i i can't just put that in a box and and bring it to a card show so it, it's a different arena so it there may it may be a slightly different audience um, well it's going to be the it's going to be the same audience but it's going to be the highest end of the that audience. Yeah, it would have to be the high end of the audience. I mean, that's that that's like a 120 hour painting. It it wasn't and it's not flat. It's made out of metal. It's been sculpted out of metal before it was painted. So I mean, I'll get you I'll get you 3500 for that quick. God bless you. God bless you, Donnie. <laughs> so you have yeah. to send some of it to my agent. God bless. <laughs> I, I'll, I'll do that man you know I, well, I, god dang that that would man that would that'd be weird but i i mean of, of course i would do that no yeah i mean we'll see what happens i mean uh you know the sky's the limit really i have i, I have more paintings than that I too i couldn't uh i couldn't i couldn't imagine being like an agent of yours and then having someone else sell your work and then getting uh, a cut like uh, of course like that's the the progression of how it has to work but like it's almost like kind of like a just a just a weird a weird feeling right it's all right i mean i i signed up for that um it the intention was to actually not work into car into card art the the first and in, in initial intention was to go into galleries with these paintings um, you know, the, the, the pandemic has actually slowed that down a bit and enabled me to focus more on this. But the intention is always to build the audience so that once I reintroduce something larger out like that, that, you know, there's more of a reception and I, I'm more in people's eyes. You know, I'm not going to go anywhere. And uh, yeah, well, what I mean, if you if you sold that 
as your normal name, it I don't think it I mean it wouldn't it wouldn't I wouldn't be able to sell it as easily as no uh you know what you know what it is, man. I know um, it's, it's it's perception. I mean that's the name of the game and I don't mind telling people that it doesn't mean that I'm I'm trying to get people to believe something that's not true. I am getting people to believe in a name based on my own integrity and my own artwork. And I present it in a certain way because I find that the most interesting and the most artistic is to also tell a story while I show you artwork. That's my angle, you know, and I don't mind telling my people that because I don't believe I'm, I don't believe I'm trying to dupe anybody, you know, I'm trying to show them that it's like a multifaceted kind of approach and conceptual, you know, you're, you're just 10 times more creative than the average person. You yeah. don't, you don't, you don't limit yourself to just one thing. Well, and that's admirable, definitely. Yeah, I certainly, you know, have a lot of time to think about this stuff, though. So even even today, I had an idea of of remember that. Um, we, we may cut this out, but remember that idea that we had, uh, where I um, I drop a letter in my neighborhood with a balloon attached to it, and that that just popped into my head, dude, before you even brought it up. So yes, so definitely, Pete. Pete uh, <laughs> Uh, in 2000, uh, God, I want to say 2016 or 17, I had, before I was the card killer, I had the idea of writing a letter anonymously to anybody in New York City, and it was to uh, invite them to an art project where you would be collaborating with other people who found the letter, um, and, and it was just placed along anywhere in the city attached to a balloon so that um, if you just walked by it and you saw a letter with a balloon attached to it and you opened it, you were allowed to um, collaborate with the other artists that would be a part of the painting. Now, if you weren't an artist, you could pass it on to someone who is that you know. And what that did was when someone got, you know, emailed me and said, I found your letter, I'm interested, I would send a proposal telling them that they could be a part of this elaborate project involving maybe nine other artists than yourself to where I would send them a piece of, of canvas. They would work on it. And when they sent it back to me, I would combine it with the other nine and then make like, a, like stitch it together into one painting so that it became a painting based on the fate of who found it in the city and, um, and kind of like a fate painting, you know, like it was, it, it came together by fate. Right. And, um, and it was called the Nova Project. And I did that a couple of years ago. And I got to tell you, as good as the idea was, it was really like pulling teeth, getting the artist on board because they would often flake out. Like it took me two years to get half a painting done. And then I was like, I, I just can't do this anymore because I'm putting so much effort into something and not getting anything in return. I don't even have a product yet. So um, whereas I thought it was a good idea, I think I need I needed more of a name to actually be able to get artists to be like, oh, yeah, I'd want to work with that guy. Mm -hmm. um, so, um, you know, the card killer is part of that. And I wanted to always incorporate, you know, that kind of idea into, you know, into card art. And like the idea would be to also set up a balloon somewhere in the city attached to a letter and the letter maybe has a little stack of cards and saying, why don't you make a piece of card art? This is what it's about. And if you do, well, you can make a project to where it's like, you know, people of the city making card art and, you know, being introduced to it that way. 
Uh, I don't know if that's a great idea, but that's just something like an example of me coming up with an idea today. And uh, maybe that'll float some somewhere down the line, you know, like that. So but most ideas I, you know, I come up with, I toss because, you know, they, they don't stick. They don't have, you know, or like I know I don't have the time to do something like that or I just don't have the resources. I have a lot of freaking ideas about how I want to deal with art in my city but I need the resources and you know, it's just a matter of me grinding it out and getting people to believe. And that's, you know, that's part of what I, why I do what I do. Well, soon you can start coming up with ideas about art in the, the Bay area community. And we, <laughs> we can uh, for, formulate murals together uh, legally and illegally. Oh uh, yeah, sure. <laughs> we'll, we'll have some fun out here, man. I'm telling you, man, they're not going to be murals, man. They're going to be tourist attractions. Exactly. That's what I'm talking about. Landmarks. So um, I think that's um, my question is answered by everybody. Um, do we have Pete's? You, we, you, an- yeah, we did that earlier, right? Yeah, yeah, we did that earlier. Yeah, we did that one earlier. Okay, so, while y'all were while we were talking in the beginning, yeah. So, so we're rolling, we're rolling into our our shout out section the of the super day. savage shout outs. We're talking yeah. about the triple S's, huh? What's that? We're, talk- we're talking about the triple S's. The triple yeah. S's, that's the it, baby. Triple S's. So why don't you start us off, Donnie? Man, this is one for the ages. I'm not sure if we already shouted this man out, but. Uh, Man, I'll be embarrassed. I think we probably we we probably might have, but either way, man, if we did, he deserves another one. And that man is Rosie's Card Art. Uh, he's 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 a friend of the Card Art familia in a major way. He uh, to the to this day is the only dude with a Card Art account uh, that does not make Card Art himself. This dude literally just collects Card Art, loves it. Uh, me and Card Killer literally got him into it. He uh, he's been he's been uh, a fixture in in many auctions that I run on my page, and uh, this man literally paid seven hundred and fifty dollars to own Card Killer's Pat Tillman. That we that's him. <laughs> yeah, that was him, man. He he won that, and then. Uh, you know, probably a week or two later, I I did round nine of the Devin Smelzer project, and uh, within five minutes, that man he he bid one hundred dollars. He said, "I'll start it off with a hundred. and uh, dude, that was enough to scare away the little fishies, man. Because the the other twenty three hours and fifty five minutes, there were no other bids. Um, and it, and you can't even be mad at that. You know, a hundred dollars. Uh, going to charity man you know uh you can't be mad at that you know you you can you can sit there and wish there was more bids but you know a hundred bucks going to charity and it's going to the man uh you know uh, we'll call him josh that's his first name right but uh, yeah he's won quite a few auctions that i've ran on my page man and he's you know he talk about an ambassador to card art man he is that dude uh so shout out to Rosie's card art. There you go. There you go. I would, uh, you know what? I wanted to uh, do a shout out myself to a guy who I saw a large, a nice improvement, I would say. You know, this, um, 
this guy, I, I bought a bunch of his card art a couple of, uh, maybe even six, six to eight months ago. It was quite a while ago. Many styles ago. Yeah. And, uh, he's recently, you know, started developing new styles. And I, I love when, when, uh, someone who ha- even has a working style that works, uh, for them to, to continue to push and develop. And that guy is B sports cards at B sports cards on Instagram. Uh, our boy Brian has just been killing it. You know, he's developing his own new ways of, of getting into card art. He's taking risks and it's paying off. Um, I just wanted to commend that because it's almost like uh, he, he actually inspired us to, um, to uh, do this new section that we're going to be introducing in the card art sport uh, sports card art gallery really soon uh, that basically recognizes and celebrates someone for, uh, you know, breaking new ground or taking new strides in their work. And um, I wanted to uh, thank Brian personally for uh, being the guy who basically inspired us to drop this new feature, which we'll probably be seeing within the next week or so. And obviously we're going to use him as the first example, but you guys are going to see that on the sports card art gallery. We actually have a lot cooking on that page uh, and we're going to be introducing a lot of new things on that page really soon. So stay tuned. Yeah. And uh, after all that, I don't even think you said what the feature is going to be called. We're going to yeah, call it- I, I, I almost wanted to, yeah, to keep it quiet, but I guess it doesn't really matter. Uh, we're going to call it rising stock. Yeah. You know, like, like kind of, you know, uh, rising stock. Exactly. Kind of like to represent, uh, <clears throat> to, to metaphorically bring it back. Kind of like, like a NBA hoops back in the day, you know, when, when you, when you start sinking hella shots and they go, he's heating up. You know? <laughs> yeah. He's on fire. He's on fire. Yeah, so uh, just just know that B Sports, man, he's heating up. <laughs> All right, that's it. That's exactly it. And uh, that feature we're going to be dropping, and we don't drop it often, but we're going to drop it every time we start to see uh, someone, you know, breaking new ground in card art, even if it's uh, only for themselves in their own style. And um, we just want to be able to acknowledge that. So we're going to be dropping that section, hopefully. It'll get other people to be inspired to expand their horizons and, and think outside the box when it comes to this hobby and, um, you know, how we operate in the hobby as well. And uh, I want everybody to, uh, you know, just everybody celebrate, celebrate that together. Yeah, we'd be happy to acknowledge plenty more people. Hopefully that does inspire more people to, you know, start thinking more outside the box and getting more creative and, and wanting to obtained that position of uh, rising stock so yeah hopefully it kind of served that purpose i think it will i think it can you know it's it's really you know within yourself to to be able to expand your horizon it's not always spelt out in front of you but you know sometimes just even the littlest idea from somewhere can and can hatch can hatch a whole way of thinking uh so just you know want people to know that it's out there you know and, uh, yeah. you know, there's rewards for it. And we want to be able to show that. Yeah, man. And shout out to, shout, shout out to Peter Pac-Man, who actually bought a Ninja Turtles piece from me. And, uh, man, he, he, he sent me a picture of his son holding it. He looks super juiced to have it. Really? And, 
Yeah. And uh, that, that it's awesome to know that our boy Pete uh, is going to own some art from both of us here uh, pretty soon. Yes, he is. Yes, I'm he excited. is. I'm excited. The boys are excited too. Appreciate y'all. Yeah, I know. I know. Car Killer's got something up his sleeve too. He's not. Uh, he's not gonna. He's not gonna leave you without a without a smile coming. I know that much. Mm-hmm. He, he's already left me with plenty of smiles, so we good. Oh <laughs> uh, yeah. What's up with you, Pete? You got some shout outs or what? Yeah, I have a shout out this week. Shout out. I'm gonna give it to. A gentleman who's a collector, investor of many things, from watches to vintage cards to to more modern cards, as far as maybe some 90s cards, chrome finest. We kind of like the same things and are attracted to the same things. And to come to find out years ago, literally maybe two or three years ago, similar to you all, I was actually watching some of his documentaries on YouTube before I even met him via Instagram. And it's Victory Investments. Okay. I feel he, he makes these awesome documentaries about sports cards or about athletes. And they're just, to me, they're just fun and they're interested and I can watch it, whether it's a two minute video or a 10 minute video and be intrigued and learn something too. And uh, it's just, he incorporates all different kinds of cultures and I just love his perspectives. He, cre- he he also raps and he does a little acting and he does skits too when he has time. So all right. just for the many different things he uh, he does and tries and he's just a good guy to just talk about the hobby with i wanted to make sure i give at victory investments this this, my triple s for this week that sounds good you know what i you know what i could smell in the works uh peter Uh, a little bit of a rip pack and slab hobby feature film that's what i need needs to happen needs to happen yeah let's start writing a script (laughs) (laughs) Needs to happen. Let's do it. Let's do it. And, and you're talking. You're talking about a dude who has two kids that that are involved in acting, man. Yep, it's yeah. all set up. And you got a basketball team. You got a whole cast. We have the cast. We have the extras. We have everything we need. You have the music. Everything we need, and if not, we can create it. We have the yeah. team to create it. Yeah, let's make it happen. <laughs> like that man. Well, cool, man. Uh, well, it sounds like we got uh, we got episode six kind of wrapped up, huh, gentlemen? Looks yes, good. We, yeah, we we just got past ninety minutes. That's about good. Um, once again, I want to thank everybody for joining us and listening in. Uh, feel free to um, send us any DMs, any suggestions. Um, you know, there's there's more ums than than uh, I could possibly imagine right now. So. We can look forward to getting a nice fat tip jar for this uh, for this episode. <laughs> but, <laughs> Get them nickels ready, boys. Yeah, we're we're definitely prepared to hear some heat for that. But uh, appreciate you guys again once again for for coming in and, and joining us tonight. And we'll see you guys next week. Well, we appreciate cheers. the love, community. Thank you. Absolutely, mm-hmm. and cheers to everybody who's uh, taking the taking the time to make themselves better. Better than they were yesterday. Very good. All right, guys. You guys have a great night. I'll talk to you soon. Bye-bye, man. Boom, boom. Peace.